making mindfulness fun. So today I'm going to tell you about this amazing exercise that I have all my clients do that helps them find their purpose. To inspire you to boldly and unapologetically live outside the box, dream big, and question everything. This is the Defy the Norm podcast with nomads with a purpose. All right, if this is your first time to our channel here at Making Mindfulness Fun, we help you on a journey to higher consciousness so you can experience more joy, love, and emotional liberation. Uh, be sure to subscribe to our channel and like this video and comment down below if you uh, like this video after you watch it. Um, this helps our video get seen by more people. And if you're listening to our podcast, be sure to hit follow on our podcast on whatever podcast player you choose. Um, and leave us a review if you enjoy our podcast. This helps our podcast get uh, shared um, and on the charts for more people to find us. All right. So relationships uh, are very important to me. I think they're probably very important to you too. And when I, a lot of times I start coaching people from a fitness perspective, like they want to either lose weight or get stronger, or we're working on getting rid of their anxiety from the get-go. But doing those things are actually really easy. In the end, the thing that's holding them back from either the fitness level they want, the weight loss, um, or, ha or having, um, or, or getting rid of the anxiety, sorry, is that it's the relationships. It comes down to a relationships impact our health and happiness so much. So I have an exercise that I have everyone do that I was going to talk to you, teach you how to do today. Um, if you're listening on the podcast, I'll kind of talk you through it. If you're uh, watching, I'll uh, draw it out real with my uh, horrible artwork. Um, it's called an expectation exercise because we have values that are driving us, but we're actually very unaware of the values. And if I give somebody a list, like Gabby has this amazing course, um, the value ones is an ego transcendence, right? Yep. Ego transcendence course. It's an amazing course. And to me, I look at it, I'm like, it's so simple, but it's so impossible for people to do. And in there, she'll have you circle what your intrinsic values are instead of your extrinsic. And everybody wants to put intrinsic values that sound uh, sexy and fun, really. Oh, adventure, love, da-da. But the fact is, is that when I'm talking to them, I'm like, you're not living these values. If this is your value, why aren't you living it? So I liked to first start people by going, write out your perfect day. But I found that that is too hard. So if you want to, real quick, pause this and write out what your perfect day would be. Because if you know it, if you think you're like, yeah, I got it, I got it. And for us, we have a couple versions of perfect days that we bounce between. Yeah, for sure. You can have a couple different variations. That's totally fine. But at the root of it, that perfect day aligns with certain values. And there's certain emotions that you're creating through your perfect day. And there's usually certain people that are in your perfect day. Like that boss that's super passive aggressive to you probably is not in your perfect day. Or that friend that you're friends with because you've just known them since you were kids, but you really don't like them, not in your perfect day. So we, we can start with perfect day, but I'm gonna give you an even simpler. Instead, you're going to write, um, take a piece of paper, and in the center of that paper, you're gonna write the word expectations. You're gonna circle it. And then you're gonna draw lines out. It's not just gonna draw on paper, but I'm just gonna talk you mm -hmm. through it. You're gonna draw lines out 
And on each of those lines, you're going to write a person that you tend to interact with every day. And you're going to write out what that expectation is that you have of them. Um, and be as clear as, as detailed as possible. Like I have an expectation of my kids since they were very young to be capable, to be productive, um, to spend time in a creative outlet and to be a team player. So because of that, if, if they were, let's say they were watching TV all day long, I would be upset. I'd come up, I'd be like, look, I have an expectation that you should be pursuing a creative outlet or being productive in some way, meaning like you should be um, acquiring information or creating, you know, how uh, you, probably since you were like seven or eight, you've been a creative. a long time creating, way. yeah. And I had an expectation too for them to be capable. Like I was not the one to be like, here, let me do this for you. I'd be like, oh, do you want to eat? Well, you need to chop the vegetables. Um, have any others that you could think of? <laughs> no, there's like, yeah, there is. A, there's an expectation, like the team, to be a team player. There's always been the expectation that essentially, like, you either have to help out with dinner, you have to do the dishes. Like, everyone is responsible for contributing to the family in some way. Um, and then, I mean, you can give examples for them. There's, then there's like one-on-one -on -one relationships that you people have. Like for with my husband, I have specific expectations, and when I identify those expectations. It opens up, uh, it, it helps me reflect on one, are my, are my expectations driven by external or internal values? Like if I expected my husband to say how beautiful I was every day, then I'd have an expectation that what he thinks I look like is important. I don't have that one. Um, <laughs> but I do have an expectation of him to to want things. I have an expectation for him, well, first to provide for our family, which is one that like, like what if I expected him to provide us a mansion? Then that would be like, that's my external, that would be me wanting an external value for him. Instead, I have to go like, hey, I expect you to provide us some elements of safety and security. What do you think? It opens a dialogue between couples. Right, and I think the interesting thing about expectations that's that you can add to this because I don't know if we've actually talked about this outside of this video, but um, so expectations in a way help you are a way of identifying your values because you probably can't think of them on your own. And we're all like living on, on extrinsic values by default, ourselves included. We have to consciously act. So essentially, so we use the expectation model to to be able to understand, oh, I'm acting out of this extrinsic value. But now the interesting part is I don't know if I think that pretty much anytime you have an expectation, it is extrinsic. Mm -hmm. So the expectations are in a way non-justified. So there's not going to be this point you get to where you're allowed to have expectations. It just helps you as a mindfulness practice, realize that you have them, but the hard part is that you actually have to let them go. Exactly. That's what I was going to get to is that in the end, I look at all of those things that I write for other people. And then I end up turning it as a mirror, as a reflection of myself. And I ask myself, how can I be more capable? How can I be more of a team player? How can I provide safety and security for myself? How can all of those things that you're projecting out on the people that you really want to love and for them to love you back, you can start sifting through them and realizing 
those are the things that you have to develop more in yourself. Yeah, like what things, you know, especially like, let's say it's relationship related. Um, a lot of times we have an expectation out of other people. So whether it's like, okay, a significant other, you have the, maybe the expectation for them to spend time with you when they get home from work or something. And then for maybe your kids, you have the expectation for your kids to ask you to do things with them. Whatever it is, a lot of times when it comes to relationship ones, it's that we want to get a, a validation to be seen. And it's fair to want to be seen and validated because that's how you like, as a human being on earth, have you have to feel the sense of I'm a human being on earth and people see me and interact with me. But then there's also this sense of, wait, I can't ask other people for anything. You really can't. And that's one of the hardest shifts to go into this full creator empowerment mindset that you are the owner of your personal power, but you do not own anyone else's power. You can't decide how other people interact in the world, but you can give those things to yourself. You can give yourself validation. You can give yourself worth. You can give yourself your own self-acceptance and feel into that and be the person you need other people to be. And the cool thing is when you can do that for yourself, then your relationships will naturally start to improve because you're not in this essentially a needy energy. You have fulfilled what you need for yourself. And so now you can kind of show up in a way selflessly and connect with people where they kind of need you to be. And that's not from saying that you're not gonna in enjoy the connection and being totally like selfless, like whatever you want. It's just that you filled your tank. And so now you're meeting at this more of this neutral point instead of needing something out of other people. Yeah. Um kind of agreeing to disagree becomes this ideal of neutrality that we we hold with us but one of the biggest things that I come back to also once I get somebody to actually do that and I, I it's it's hard I mean I the person that does it the best that I'm really really proud of is my husband is he he catches this this cycle that he's in of like expectations and and then oh wait that's a value on myself that I'm that I'm wasn't I never was given the skill set to develop this for myself now I feel lost we bring it back to the chakras if if you can instead of hornet it looked like it at first but it's not it's like, oh, it's a bug on the hornet floor. guy in our RV the um, other day if you okay so we go back to the chakras let's say I have all these expectations let's take something like just safety and security or um, being capable, and I, I look at those as a reflection for myself, I need to step into Manipura, into my solar plexus, to act, to, to do something that's going to prove myself worthy, because I can only prove my worthiness to myself. I can't ask other people to say I'm worthy. I need to internally feel like, wow, I'm proud of myself. I did that for myself. I'm, I'm good enough. I'm loving enough, I'm capable enough, I'm smart enough, whatever that enoughness is that we never seem to be able to fill the bucket for, we have to do that through Manipura. You can't heal your sacral chakra just by saying, I am worthy, I am worthy, I am love, I am capable. You have to act it so that you can embody it. But to do that, a lot of times means that you, well, subtly need a third eye vision for what, for things to do. So you can just get ideas like we use adventure as an easy one, but it can be trying a new career. It can be um, writing a book that you've been wanting to write. It could be just writing a poem and giving it to somebody you've admired for a long time. Whatever it is, it's just, it's still an action that takes you slightly outside your comfort zone that makes you harness some part of bravery, capability, boldness. But more importantly, 
This is why mindfulness is so important. It requires an open crown chakra. You don't have to be religious. You don't have to um, outsource. Like, the important part is to realize that you are part of a greater world consciousness, a greater planetary consciousness, and to trust that there is a reason you're here. And I do think that the shift in the last few years, I mean, I think we're coming back around, but but I feel like over the last 10 to 20 years, that's really been blocked for you and Yeah, me. absolutely. I think there's a lot of conflict, especially, I mean, I, yes, yeah, a, a lot of conflict people have between like feeling um, people are either in their religion and it's totally fine, but a lot of people end up outsourcing their personal power, their their sense of like uh, the power is within you and uh, you are actually responsible for uh, enlisting that trust into reality. And then you have a lot of people who completely shut off that sense of any sort of connection to something greater and that they are an important piece of a collective um, unity um, connection. And so then they feel like they don't matter. And then that becomes a different issue because now you feel like there's there. Now you probably have the struggle of like, there's no purpose or I have no purpose. I have no soul purpose. What is what it then? What, then you become you're living your life in pursuit of say an overactive sacral chakra because if you don't know what your mission and your meaning is then what life becomes just this pursuit of feeling joy and fun and those hits of dopamine that we experience or becomes a constant um uh, running towards yeah. uh, or, or i was going to say running towards safety and security yes i need more i need like, more comfort i need more I need to feel essentially it's comfort. I need All a better it, car, I need, I need a better house. I need um, <laughs> more money in the bank. I need more in my investments. I need a better retirement fund. You end and then up you in like, this... and then the sacral tracker, you need more status. You need more, you need more money to get the status. You need all these things to like improve our sense of ego and identity. Like and I'm so great. And when you do that, like it's usually driven from the idea of like safety and security only come from a, this car or this type of house or this much in your IRA all of that becomes the safety and security that we hold on to so tight that we block off all these other chakras. And so if you do step into the Manipura, if you do step into action, you have to step into it with trust that there's more than the path. There are more paths out there. It's not just the path of the rat race that everybody seems to, to tell you this is the only way, right? We're deconstructing that. It's not going to be that that's not going to be the case years from now. Okay. Like jobs are going to change. There's going to be many different paths. So this concept of getting into a good college so you can get into a job for 30 years so that you can build up your pension fund, like that's about to be unraveled. We're about to dismantle that, that system. And as soon as people wake up and realize that, that the fed is just keeping us like trapped, like it happens like that when people wake up. And so, if you want to be ahead of the curve, ahead of the game, you start to just trust that there, that the reality that you see around you is not necessarily the truth. And then you go, oh, well, I've always wanted to fly to Spain and go walk the Camino. Maybe I'm just going to go do that and like see what happens and just trust that there's an answer out there for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's a great way to put it. Um, so if the wrapper for this would be, I would say, take out two pieces of paper and on your first piece of paper, you're going to do the expectation activity, draw a big circle, expectations and all the lines that are spread out from it to all the people that you, and honestly you could, so all the people that you generally interact with every day or almost every day, 
And then also you could potentially whatever main activities that you do almost every day, yeah. like big, whatever that's like, it could be your job. It could be like chores around the house, whatever. Mine um, was dishes a long time ago. And I always use that as a reason. Like we live in an RV and we travel the world because I hated dishes. And I realized one day, I'm like, I am so tired of doing dishes and picking up toys off the ground. Right. And if maybe, you know, for you particularly, for me, for example, if I wrote all my expectations, I would write all the expectations that I have of myself in work because it would be like half of the page would be all the expectations I have in work and then I have all the expectations for people on the other half. Um, so you can break it down however way you want to. Then you can kind of try to see how, oh, maybe you can try and kind of pinpoint, you can try and pinpoint what extrinsic value each of those little bubbles you've created are. Yeah. Just try, try your best. And then from, from this expectation list, now try to write an idea of what your perfect day would look like. Now that you kind of know what you're seeking and just go off of, just go off of what you want at this point. Cause you know what your expectations have taught you to want, even if it's extrinsic and now you can make a perfect day, but maybe you notice after you write your first draft of your perfect day, Maybe you realize that your perfect day is asking too much of the extrinsic world. How much of your perfect day is within your own power and how much of it are you still asking for your significant other, for your kids, for your parents to show up a certain way? So now you've got draft one of perfect day and maybe you can come up with draft two of perfect day, which really leads you into your creator mindset and the perfect day that helps you live your purpose. Awesome. And if you need help with this, we, uh, both of us offer coaching and we can guide you through it step by step. Um, otherwise do the exercise, change your life. Namaste. Namaste.